Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. And uh, you guessed it, my friends. You guessed it. We have yet another amazing guest here on with us this morning. Uh, I uh, I am thrilled to hear the story of Mallory and to talk to her this morning because uh, she has overcome a lot to get to where uh, she is at and even to be here talking with us this morning. Remember, my friends, every single guest that comes on Wake Up Legendary is somebody who is a certainly not an average person, certainly not even an ordinary person, but they are no celebrity. They are no professional marketers. They are, in most cases, yes, I mean, I'm an ordinary person, ordinary people doing extraordinary things with their time, with the same opportunity that and resources and courses and that everybody else has. And just a reminder that I have not talked to our guest in any way, shape or form unless I've seen him at a previous event or had them on Wake Up Legendary at one time before. So there's no prepping, scripting, anything like that on this show. What you see is what you get. You learn alongside with me about the strategies and techniques that our guests are using, most of which likely come from our courses and education combined with their own life experience and the experience that they've had from other things that they've done in the past. With that being said, let's get right into it. And Mallory, welcome to the show. Hello. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Did what I say in the intro there feel like it fit? Oh, yeah. We haven't yeah. talked before. <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to check, just wanted to fact check myself there. Um, just for fact check is accurate. Okay. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you find Legendary? What were you looking for? Do you feel like you found what you were looking for in the strategies, skill sets, and business models and community here at Legendary? Yeah. So I, um, let's see. So I'm a, I'm a wife, I'm a mom. I've got two kids, five and three. Um, I'm a dentist originally. I have been in the network marketing space for the last like uh, 11 years now and, um, done really well with that. Was able to, you know, retire from doing dentistry full time because of it. Um, but as of last year, about a year and a half ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer um, so I went through that journey, thought that everything was good. As of last September, it was gone. You're in the clear, all of that kind of went back to the grind, um, you know, building and hustling and all of that. And then um, February found another lump again. And I was like, oh, I know what this is. So it had come back. And um, but this time, you know, it was more extensive and it needed chemo and different types of surgery and radiation and all that. So I'm in the middle of radiation, which is Wow. the last of the active treatments. Um, wow. So I'm really excited to almost be done with this journey. What I'm hoping and praying for is forever. Um, yeah. But all of that to say, you know, I, I realized I needed to set some boundaries um, okay. in what I was doing. And I think in so often it's so easy I, for me anyway, like I I'm, I'm like, a hustler, like, I, and you know, that hustle culture is, is such a thing. And so I feel like, you know, it's, it's easy to get into the, like, oh, my team's growing and these products are really awesome. And we've got this promotion coming up and, you know, staying up super late and just 
wearing yourself out completely. So a few months ago, um, I saw, you know, some moms on social media talking about like earning money in a couple hours a day. And I was like, "Mm, okay, I mean, I can do that. Right. Like I, I was somewhat familiar with reels and social media and stuff. And so, um, I had been told for years that, you know, you don't own your social media following. And Mm. if you haven't heard that before, like let that sink in because you don't own your social media following. And if Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever just disappeared tomorrow and you have 100,000 followers on there and that's the only way you communicate with those people, they're Mm. gone. And um, people always have, you know, told me for probably the last five years, you need an email campaign or an email list. And I, I was like, yeah, okay. But, you know, never really took the time to, to learn how to do that. So, okay. I saw this mom making all this money and, and she's like saying, you know, these are, these are the skills that she learned in this course. And that hit me. I was like, Oh, email list. That's what I've been putting off for years. And I probably should, you know, invest in, in learning how to like what those skills are. So at this point I was not like interested in promoting legendary or anything because I just wanted to learn those skills. So, um, Nine minutes into the first video on the first day, I texted my best friend and um, she actually lives down by you in Tampa. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, dude, I, I'm learning so much. Like I didn't expect to learn a whole lot because, you know, I was, I had been in this industry for a while, right? Like I really thought I knew what was going on, um, but I learned a ton in the first nine minutes. And so that's what got the wheels spinning. I was like, well, if I don't, if I didn't know any of this and I was here, I was like a top leader, you know, thinking thinking you kind of have yourself together, right? <laughs> Which is so silly. But um, I was like, if I, if I didn't know any of this stuff, then, you know, probably a lot of other people could really benefit from this too. So that's when I started sharing about the course and, you know, telling people um, everything that I've learned and, and sharing. Mm, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, what a story. I mean, before I even jump into um, what came up for me from all the, the marketing stuff. Let me just say thank you for sharing your personal journey with us and your personal life with us. I mean, that that really is courageous. And obviously, you're an inspirational person. And that kind of seems to be part of who you are. You know, you're um, seem to be a really selfless person and and somebody who likes to use your mess as a message, right, as I like to say. Exactly. And uh, and inspire others, and I feel certainly inspired by by your by your story and what you're going through and what you've been through, and um, my prayers are with you, um, and and I I believe that you're um, well on your way to uh, you know to to um, uh, being the healthiest best version of yourself that you've ever been, and so thank you for sharing that with us. Um, you know, you're referencing teams and things like that. So I take it that you have some network marketing experience. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, those were some, you said some things that resonated and, and brought up some, um, some memories for me about my network marketing experience. And actually that was what led me into this whole world of online mm-hmm. digital marketing, affiliate marketing, sales funnels, email autoresponders, because I too thought that I had, you know, I thought that I, I thought that I had, um, I thought that I had struck gold when I first started in network marketing, and mm-hmm. um, I had a, a, a tiny little itsy bitsy bit of success. Um, t- I mean, just just minute 
And, um, and, and actually the way I got into this online world was, you know, I was 24. I was just getting clean and sober. I was, I was recently homeless for God's sakes. And I had no offline influence. Like I had no influence of anybody in my community or my friends or family. And so I went on the internet thinking, is there a way that I can learn some strategies to generate kind of cold leads online instead of circling through my warm market? And then that's how I stumbled upon all this information. I, mm. I started to find people who were, they looked like me, they sounded like me. Many of them were high school dropouts like me, but they were you know, making money online. And I thought they figured something out here that I need to learn. And um, I ended up taking a lot of that information back to network marketers at first because uh -huh. I said, hey, th th there's there's you know, you guys are chasing friends and family, making lists after list after list and um, doing home and hotel meetings. And that was before the pandemic when when, you know, it was we were able to do those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And I said, there's a better way. There's a better way. And um and I actually started selling training and courses and being an affiliate for programs that would train network marketers. That was actually my very first kind of programs and products courses that I was an affiliate for. And so um, I'm so happy that you are because I think network marketing companies are a little bit stuck between do we teach this social media stuff or do we kind of stick with old faithful, which is three-way calls, belly to belly, stuff like that. I just think mm -hmm. that the pandemic has forced people to have to look Learn at it. it. Yeah. Because we, we were all stuck at home for a couple of years and not only network marketers, but everybody in the world had to start Zooming, had right. to start FaceTiming, had to basically, many of us had to get comfortable on video. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about what what it's been like for you to be a dentist, to, to be a network marketer who primarily probably interacted with people offline and face to face and now come into this digital world and creating videos and being on camera. What has that sort of transition been like? Has it been scary and anxiety ridden and you've had to face all your limiting beliefs or has it been very empowering for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, first I want to say to you real quickly, you mentioned like you feel like I was inspirational. And I, when I got that second diagnosis that the cancer was back, I cried to my husband and I was like, this is not the story I want to have. Like, I don't, I don't want this to be my story. And I remember him saying something that was so meaningful to me. And he said that nobody with a really inspirational story would have chosen their path to get there. And, you know, it made me think of your, your story. Like you, you know, when you were a kid, you weren't like, okay, this is my goal. I'm going to be addicted to drugs and I'm going to be homeless, but then I'm going to be freaking awesome. You know, like that's right. not, you didn't, you didn't choose that. And yeah. I didn't either. And so I want anybody who's watching this to realize that like, whatever struggle you're in, this is not the end of your story. Like this is a chapter in your book. And yes, it's a chapter that might be really sucking right now, but mm -hmm. It's not something that you chose for the most part and, you know, most likely, and, and, and it's not the end, it's not your, your final destination. So, um, I just wanted to say that because I think people that are inspirational, they've, they've become inspirational quote unquote, because of all the crap they've been through. 
the people who, you know, you might know somebody who you're like, oh, they've just never had any sort of struggle and everything's come easy to them. And that's great. Like that was me until all of this, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's great. But, you know, that's not as relatable. Like you can't really relate to those people if that's not your story. And so, you know, it might not be cancer. It might not be drugs. It might not be homelessness, but it, it, it's something. Everybody has something. And so um, it's not. Yeah, exactly. I'm seeing the chat. OK, going crazy. So, yeah, it's, it's not the end of your story. Um, but all of that to say, like, you know, I I love to dentistry. I mean, I think it's a great it's a great career. Mm. Um, my personality, I like people and I like change and I like interacting like I've I've moved every two years or less <laughs> since college. <laughs> um, like college and dental school was like the longest I've ever lived anywhere. Um, and that was probably only because I couldn't just up and move in the middle of it. Right. But yeah. ever since that, like with kids, without kids, um, we just, we're here for now. So anyone who's in Ocala here is like, are you leaving? We're not leaving. We love this house, but you know, that's, I, I love like change and, and energy and excitement. So, um, for me, I think I got a little bored with the dentistry piece. Like it's like, it's very, you know, you go into the same office every day and you do sort of the same procedures every day with the same people, give or take. And, um, I like things to be different. So for me, network marketing was great for that. Um, and it is, and I feel like with this, with affiliate marketing and digital marketing, like I've met some really amazing people with, with the network marketing space. There's a little bit of that, Um, you're not on my team, so I'm not really going to share my tips and tricks and secrets with you. Um, but over here I've found the exact opposite. And, you know, there are other women that I've been, you know, reaching out to and I'm like, Oh, Hey, like, I see that you're doing this. Can you, can you tell me a little bit more? And everybody, everybody so far has been really, really, um, just abundant with their Mm -hmm. advice and their willingness to share And I like that because that was never really something that um, it just never really felt right to, to be Mm. kind of a gatekeeper and say like, Oh, I'm just going to only share these little things with my team because Mm. you're not on my team. And so I'm not going to earn income off of sharing this with you. Um, And, and here it's different. So it's a different community and it seems like everybody, like I go into the Facebook page and, you know, somebody will ask a question. And dozens of people will answer and give their advice and say, hey, this is what I did, or this is my opinion, or this is how it worked for me. Um, And they're not, they're doing that, you know, out of the goodness of their heart, right? And, um, and that's, I I think this model is really attracting people who genuinely love, like helping people. Yeah. And we're learning here in this community also, as a microcosm of the larger society, how to deliver value. You know, it's not just network marketing where people were gatekeeping information. Think about corporate America. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you never, you want to gatekeep all your secrets, all your experience. You don't want to give anybody under you, under you, uh, too much because they might surpass you. They might promote over you. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. there's, there's, there's always um, a, a, a sort of vibe or in so many different places with so many things that we've tried, there's, an, there's a vibe of mm-hmm. I can give you just enough, but not <laughs> more so you can do better than me. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And we're also learning how to deliver value here. And um, I, I love these, these lives, not only because I get to talk to amazing people and hear experience from people going through our programs, which is, I think, the best you know, way to communicate to other people who are thinking about taking our courses, like, well, don't take my word for it. I mean, sure. it's marketing in a sense. Um, but I also love that we are all learning how to deliver value. We're all learning how to be abundant and validate each other and give positive affirmations back to each other. I say this at the end of every episode. Thank you all for your amazing comments. The validation, the 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 affirmations that you're giving me, that you're giving Mallory right now are so valuable to us. It makes us feel um, seen. It makes us feel appreciated, you know, that we're on here doing this. And I think it also helps you to give those affirmations and to start to learn how to validate people. Because when you lift people up versus trying to tear them down or not saying anything at all, you go up with those that exactly. validation. When you give people, when you learn to, when you're out to dinner, for example, and somebody does a, a good job with their service, when you tell them, hey, you've made this an amazing experience for my wife and I tonight, or hey, compliments to the chef, or you tip somebody, putting you get back what you put out. Absolutely. One of the reasons why I've never been a penny pincher, I've never been somebody who has, you know, tried to haggle with people because that's exactly what people are going to do to me. It's just how yeah. life works. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, I love that you, you are, you are recognizing that within our community and what has it been like for you to deliver value and start to build an audience of strangers? My, my I would assume that with network marketing and with your dentistry, a lot of those were community referrals or I know so-and-so, or you, you, there's always a connection, but in, in this, in, in when we're marketing online, no matter what our products and services are, but, but, we are building a cold audience and oftentimes surprisingly those strangers can be more celebratory of us and, oh, yeah. and, and excited to hear from us than even friends and family. What has that right. been like for you? Oh yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's completely accurate and that goes way back, right? Like I'm, I'm reading through the Bible right now, like all this whole year. So we just started the New Testament and they talk about that with Jesus, that like he was not accepted in his own community as the Messiah, but then everyone else in all the surrounding areas, like recognized that, that that's who he was. So it, I think that's the same, you know, that's been that way since for thousands of years. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so on my, as, as far as like creating value and adding value to people, um, a couple, let's see. So it was July. So like two years ago in July, I started a daily dose of positivity on my social media and I committed to going live every day for 365 days. Mm -hmm. And at the time, it just was like this idea that popped in my head. And, you know, you could probably tell since I talked about loving change and moving and excitement, I thought about it on a Sunday and started it on Monday. You know, like I was like, okay, great. Good idea. Let's do it. Didn't really think through like 365 days is like everybody in your household's birthday, all the vacations, all the holidays, you know, like all those things. And I was like, uh oh, um, I don't really want to go live today. I remember landing in Utah one night and it was like 1130 p.m. local time. And I hadn't gone live because I'd been on an airplane all day. 
And I was like, I, I'm going to have to do it right now. Like I have 30 minutes, you know? So I, I made that commitment and I stuck with it. And, um, and I just wanted to, so this was like, you know, 2020 ish and, um, 2021 maybe. And I, I just felt like, you know, you probably heard the phrase, the stars shine brightest on the darkest nights. And I'm like, you know, it's very easy to go onto social media or even go to Walmart these days. It doesn't matter where you go and find something negative or find something horrific. I mean, there's just terrible things going on in the world, you know, right now, especially. Um, and it's so easy to find that. And I was like, I just want to bring a little tiny bit of joy, positivity, not that toxic positivity, like, hey, the world's fine. And, you know, you should be grateful. Like, not that. I mean, you can recognize that things are hard, mm-hmm. um, but still find joy mm-hmm. in, you know, in what you're going through. And so yeah. all that to say, I, I did that for over a year. Um, I kind of just kept going. And I feel like that you mentioned finding, you know, you don't want to haggle because you don't want people to haggle with you, right? The energy that you're putting out there. So I've built this amazing community of people who are also really positive and, you know, that's what they're looking for. And that's, you know, that's their goal. And it, they're not, they're not positive. We're not positive because life is easy. We're positive because life can be really hard yeah. and you need that. And mm. so, um, so, that commitment, like I, I really believe in, in keeping the promises and the commitments that you make to yourself. Mm. Um, for me with legendary with this, I, you know, I'm like, I'm starting something new and going into radiation. Like, I don't really know what that's going to do to my body, to my energy levels, all of that. But, and maybe it sounds crazy to start a new business while you're in the middle of all this, but I knew I needed something positive, something different to focus on, Mm. to kind of keep my mind off of where I didn't want my mind to go. Right. Um, and I made a commitment to myself. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show up every single day on social media for six months. And at that six month mark, I am going to then evaluate, has mm. this been worth my time or not? Right. Cause six months is going to, I mean, it'll pass like nothing. Um, and I think it's so easy to break the promises that you make to yourself in order mm. to keep promises that you make to other people. Oh, oh. and, but like, if you're oh. not keeping the promises you make to yourself, like, how do you expect anyone else to, to keep those promises that they make to you? Right. Like you have to, you have to start there. Um, so yeah, so that's been my plan. <laughs> I'm about seven weeks in six weeks, seven weeks in. Um, I already know that it's worth it, but I told myself I was not going to analyze it or, you know, give up or change what I'm doing until I get to that six month mark. Wow. I, I'm bl- I am 1000% blown away and I have rarely, if ever h- heard a strategy put so powerfully and put so simply a mind, simple. you know, a mi- I mean, not easy, not easy. Oh, no. Nothing. I easy. hear that word come out of your mouth. Not <laughs> right. one time. I'm certainly, you know, recognizing that as well. Wow. 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 Could we all take a page or 20 from that playbook because so often if not with damn near every single person the whole over analyze every step of the way analysis paralysis yeah. um second guessing questioning 
breaking promises to ourselves to keep promises to other people. Whoo! 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 Wow. <laughs> I mean, is that not the epitome of just describing so many of our lives in our and and, and for many of us, you know, as long as we can remember back why didn't I achieve that? Why didn't I follow through with that thing? Why did I quit so early? I wish I would have done that. Damn. I, I kept a promise to somebody else, but didn't keep a promise to myself. And, and, and then also the going live, I would assume, you tell me if this fits or not, that because this is sort of my approach, and I'm wondering if this is also your, your thinking is that, you know what, if somebody gets something from it, great. And I sure hope that I'm going to build audience and deliver value and make sales and all those things. That's great. But I can't control what other people do. Mm -mm. But I go live every day because it helps me. Because I need to hear a lot of the things that I'm saying. And actually, when I am saying things out loud, I'm a little bit more careful about what I say. I don't let the... If I just keep it all to myself, I can, it can, it's giving me a bad neighborhood up here. Oh, for I mean, sure. I try not to go up there alone. It's it's the buddy system <laughs> only. And, and, as, and as long as I'm talking out loud, I'm usually saying the more empowering things that I'm thinking. And so there's both a therapeutic value, but I also start to become in. Get this, people. I start to actually become inspired by what I say instead of only becoming inspired by what other people say. Does that ring true for you? Does that feel like it fits? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think so was day 272 when I found out about the cancer. And I'm like, you know, I was talking to my husband and I hadn't gone live yet for the day. And I was like, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I can tell the world yet or not the world. I didn't have the world following me, but you know, uh, it feels like that. And um, he's like, well, what are you going to do? Go on and talk about setting goals or something? Like, he's like, of course you have to tell them. And I was like, okay, all right. You know, so I shared, I was like, look, today I found out I have breast cancer. That's all I know. Like, I don't have any answers, but here's, here's the deal. Um, and I truly, I truly believe like, I'm not a believer in coincidence. Like I think that everything happens and you know, there's, there's a greater plan. And so I feel like I was being prepared for that news by going live, you know, for those 271 days before finding things that were positive. And so it really helped me throughout my cancer journey because I, I woke up each day looking for something to talk about that was positive. So what that made me do is go out into the world and look around and look for the good so that I had something to talk about on social media, you know, and it would have been so easy to just say like, Hey, I'm done guys. I'm going to take a hiatus, blah, blah, blah. You know, and nobody, I don't think anybody would have faulted me. No one would have been like, that's terrible. They would have been like, yeah, sure. We understand. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if I had done that, knowing myself, I probably would have stayed in bed and been like, woe is me. This isn't fair. I'm, you know, I'm not old enough. I'm not this enough. You know, this shouldn't have happened to me, blah, blah, blah. Because I mean, a lot of people have said that to me. Like, I'm shocked it was you. I'm like, yeah, me too. But hey, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so let's just make the best of it and get through it. And I'm doing every single thing I possibly can because the, that five-year-old and that three-year-old, like I'm going to be here to put flowers in her hair on her wedding day, you know, and help her with her first baby and, you know, have that mother son dance at his wedding, all of those things. Um, so, you know, I, 
I think that, um, I think that it definitely prepared me to go out and every day look for something that was good to talk about. And you're right. You, you gain that inspiration and the, the, the neurons in your brain, like the neuroplasticity of the brain, like those things can change and you can build new pathways. And I was, I'm not a naturally positive person. It's very easy for me to find what's wrong with someone or something or a room or a situation. Like it's very simple to walk in and be like, Oh, that that's not supposed to be there. (laughs) You know? Um, And I think we're all that way for me personally. I think the people that are really positive choose to be that way and Mm. choose to find, you know, the good things. Um, And that's not because they're ignoring everything else. It's because they're, you know, they're choosing to focus on the things they want to grow. What you focus on is what's going to expand. There, there it is. I mean, and also the preparing yourself for what's to come in your life, developing good habits, developing a way in which you are training your brain to think positively. My friends, life may be good right now, but your challenge is coming. We all get our turn. We all get our turn. Now, many of you may, you know, think, well, I'm getting a, you know, things are pretty calm right now. And complacency can be, there's lots of spiritual, religious uh, sayings about complacency as well. Um, One of the oldest ones is, I think, um, idle hands is the devil's playground, right? And so, you know, complacency can create a lot of problems. And so it's, if you don't have a crisis going on in your life right now, it is all the more reason to develop positive habits, um, positive speaking patterns, Mm -hmm. finding the good in things, because you're absolutely right. All of us get a turn in the hot seat. We all, nobody gets out of this life alive either. That's the other thing. I mean, none of us are going to live forever. You know, every single one of us is going to have our turn um, to, to, you know, pass over whenever that time comes. And, you know, it's like, you know, look at some of the things that are going on in the world. Do you think those people are sometimes right in our own backyard? Do you think people expected or got a warning Hey, th- here's a 30 day notice that your country, look what's happening in Israel right now. You think yeah. no. thir- they got a no. 30 day notice? No. Hey, 30 in 30 days, rockets and missiles are all going to be right. um, shot into your country and people are going to break through your borders and kidnap people and craziness is going to happen. You think that they got, no, no, nobody gets a warning. Nobody gets, nobody gets warned that challenges are coming. And so, Man, I love that perspective of training your both your brain, training your subconscious to be able to find the positive, find the good in things, uh, be able to um, persevere. You know, if you're persevering in in training when you're not in crisis, it is going to give you so much more of an edge when you are in crisis. And the truth is, is that crisis is coming no matter what you're doing, even in business, right? Mm-hmm go through crisis trying to set up their sales funnel. They're like, I'm in all out crisis right now. You know, right. I mean, damn technology's not linking up. <laughs> I and mean, it's like, okay, hold on. 
you're right. not in crisis, but you're also not used to dealing with challenges because you mm-hmm. haven't been training and preparing. So this feels like a crisis when really it's just patience, resourcefulness, watching a couple of videos, asking a couple of questions, and you could do that all very calmly and very quickly, but it's because of that lack of preparation and training. And so I think that's, you know, it's hard though to get motivated to get in shape before we have some sort of a health crisis. We always go to the doctor and start to look at our health usually. I'm speaking generally, just America humans after something happens, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. and so, and so that is sort of our nature, but that is what the, you know, if, if we want to be successful, we sort of have to look at what is the opposite of what most people do. And the opposite of what most people do is exactly what you've done in the going live commitment. And now the attitude around the cancer and all this, I mean, it's not your attitude and your success is not a coincidence, as you said. It's it's from your preparation, and that's so sure. powerful yeah. and inspiring. And also for you to, um, you know, it's not because you're, you know, the toxic positivity that you said. It's not just because you get up every day and feel great, and every day is a good day, and I'm going to get right. through this no matter what. No, it's like, holy shit, like, the, this is hard stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, you're dealing with a massive challenge right now, and on top of being a mom and a wife and everything else that comes along with, with that. And um, so it's not like doing it just because I'm different or have something that you all don't have. It's we're doing it despite the challenges in our lives. And, And I can absolutely identify to that. What's coming up for you? Yeah. Well, and you know, you've, you've mentioned, you've talked about your, um, history before and addictions and things. And I mean, I, it's kind of the same way. Like I, I stopped drinking alcohol, um, July of 2020. And I just, it was one of those moments. Like I, my son was eight months old or I'm sorry, eight weeks old. And mm. I, I remember drinking and then I, I like drank way too much and was up and, you know, I was like, this is not the mom I want to be in the middle of the night. I should just be worrying about feeding my child, not also feeling sick from me, you know, having too much on, 4th of July. So anyway, all that to say, I made that change and I was just like, okay, I'm done. Like, this is it. And, um, and you know, it's a constant decision that you're making. Like it's a decision of it's every, every day you're deciding, but sometimes it's every hour, sometimes it's every minute. And that's the same thing. It doesn't matter what it is that you're making the decision about. Like, okay, I'm going to choose to find the good in today. Okay. today kind of sucks. Like I'm in a lot of pain or, you know, this isn't what I expected it to be. And, but I'm going to choose to fight for my kids and I'm going to choose to do everything I possibly can do to heal my body so that I can be here for them in the next, you know, however long. Right. Um, and it's the exact same decision. Like it's every minute sometimes because it's that hard. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, you can fill in the blank for whatever it is that you're going through. Um, you know, those of y'all listening, like it doesn't have to be cancer or addiction or whatever. It can be anything. Um, It can be setting up your funnel and you're like, I'm really frustrated with this, but Hey, your funnel is going to be up and working at the exact right moment that it needs to be up and working. Right. And Mm -hmm. it might not be on your timeline. (laughs) Like I remind myself this all the time. I'm like, I can't 
I can't like screw up the, the, the timeline of the universe. I am not that powerful. Okay. Like I am just one person here on this planet with another seven plus billion. I am not powerful enough to ruin the entire timeline for everybody's lives. So just because I think that my, I'm supposed to get to work at this exact time or drop off at this exact time, or this is supposed to take this amount of time. There's some sort of plan where for whatever reason, it's taking a different amount of time. So I just have to step back and be like, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to do my part. I work really hard. Like it's not that I'm just, you can't sit back and expect it to happen. I'm not saying that, but you can't control the things you can't control. So you know, in your business, it's like, what can you control? Can you control how many people are clicking on your link? No, but you can control the amount of times you get in front of your audience per yeah. day or per week or whatever your, you know, your consistency plan is. Um, you can't control whether or not they're going to click on it, but you can control like your effort. Um, mm. And so I think that's something that I have to remind myself of every day. Like I, there's a lot of stuff going on right now that I can't control in my life. And I know y'all's lives have the exact same thing. So, um, I just have to focus on the stuff that I can and do my best with those things. I think it's also important to acknowledge that no matter what our challenges are, they all feel as overwhelming. Like you're going through something yeah. health related on top of other things in your life. And you, somebody else may be listening to this I mean, just everyday life may, may feel mm -hmm. as overwhelming as, you know what I mean? So it's not like, we also need to stop devaluing. Yeah, right. We need to, yeah. we need to be very careful of the comparisonitis and also devaluing, well, my problems are not as bad or we get into this beating ourselves up. I think that's right. the main point that's coming up for me is that, you know, we look at other people and we, it's just a default for us to beat ourselves up and guilt ourselves and shame ourselves right into submission, essentially. I mean, we, we, before we tap out and that's when we have like a breakdown or where we just kind of say, throw our hands up and just say, okay, I'm, I quit. And almost we silently quit a lot of times because we just kind of beat ourselves up so much that we sort of just silently tap out and just stop talking about something or stop yep. doing something. And we have to be so careful to give ourselves a break and permission to um, suffer a little bit, to cry a little bit or a lot, or to yeah. feel whatever feelings that we need to feel as we're going through it. And, and then still know that feelings are not particularly facts and that I need to act myself into a new way of thinking and feeling. I'm not going to feel and think myself into a new way of acting. I wish mm -hmm. I could. I wish I could sit here and just feel depressed enough that I get up and take it. But that's not how it works. No. Right. I can't feel an so anxious and sad that I just spring into action. Right. I have to spring into action knowing that I'm going to be sad, anxious, maybe even depressed as I'm acting, mm -hmm. as I'm taking action. It's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel like I'm winning. It's not going to feel right. It's not it, all the yeah. feel. They're not going to be there, right? Just because yeah. I automatically start to act, but I must act first. And this is exactly how I got clean from heroin. I had to act myself into a new way of thinking. When it came time, mm -hmm. I had gone through withdrawal so many times that I didn't want to go through it again. 
And I, I didn't want to go through it only to relapse and then not right. right. It's just a vicious cycle and going through opiate withdrawals is, 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 a, is living hell on earth. And, but I had to act my, those were all the thoughts and feelings that I had in my head, which oh, yeah. were, meant nothing. They, they meant they were, they were, they were my worst enemy at that moment. And what I had to do, and this was taught to me through just somebody explaining you, Dave, you have to think yourself or you have to act yourself into a new way of thinking and feeling. And if you act and behave and move in a certain direction, your thoughts and feelings will follow, but your behavior will not follow your thoughts and feelings. And that's why positive thinking sometimes can be a challenge. If you would have just thought for 365 days about going live, no, no <laughs> you know what I mean? Think about that. How, how yeah. silly that is. You right. laugh when you say it because it just yeah. sounds silly. Yet right. every, we do every it. Day, we try to trick ourselves into getting ready to get ready and thinking about yep. how what great it's going to feel or how bad we feel, whatever. Our thoughts are not our friends. Right. Our feelings are most often not our friend, right? Um, think about, I talk about the liking gap a lot. And that's how we think that people like us less than we do. And then we actually start to post videos and start to, and people actually, you know, we're so afraid of the hate comments, but hey, look out for the love comments because yeah. those, you're like, oh my God, somebody actually thinks that about me. And it's like, yeah. They like you more than you like yourself right now and just That's keep true. doing it. Eventually your love for yourself will catch up, but you have to act yourself into a new way of thinking and feeling. Yeah. What's coming up well, for you? I think like one of the things that you said, um, it's about keeping that promise to yourself. Like I said, right. Like, and you know, whether that's, you, you mentioned you're going through withdrawals and not wanting to go back to that point, you know? So part of it, it, I, I, I'm guessing, but part of you was probably feeling like you wanted to go back because that's, it's a, sounds like it's a good feeling, right? To go back to the drugs, I would assume. So, you know, like, but you, you made that promise to yourself that you weren't going to go back because you didn't want to be in this situation again and you wanted something to be different. And so I think having that, like, what is it? What is the reason that you started this? Like talking to everybody listening, you know, what is the reason that you started your business? Like, what is it that you wanted to change? Is it your family's financial future, your, you know, time freedom? Like, what is it that you really wanted? And then on the days that you don't feel like posting a reel or you don't feel like adding an email to your email campaign, you don't have to really feel like it, but you just have to do it anyway, because you're going to keep that promise that you made to yourself that you're going to change the situation you're currently in. Mm, yeah. I, and what is the alternative? I mean, we think about, we, we so often think that this is hard. And I think about some of the war-torn countries and some of the things that people are going through, some of the situations that even our troops are in, if you live in America, and each country has their own troops. Um, some of the situations that are, 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 um, uh, are, are mentally ill people in our countries and societies are dealing with, some of them not able to get the medications that they need, mm -hmm. living in, in, in a, uh, you know, living in such a, a, a terrifying world, um, dealing with issues like schizophrenia or um, bipolar or, you know, and I'm talking about unmedicated because they don't have the resources. Mm -hmm. I think about people stuck in a in abuse, born into drug infested in abusive yeah. situations. 
Um, I mean, I think about people who got high for the first time with their parents. Um, I mean, I had friends growing up like that who luckily that was not that's not my story. But I had friends who did heroin for the first time with their dad. You know, I think about, you know, people who are suffering, who don't have something to eat, something to drink in various places around the world. And then I think about what I what I have an opportunity to do and sort of what's standing in the way is my fear of shooting a video, you know, and not to put myself down. I don't want to shame myself. I don't want to guilt myself. I don't want to say, oh, you're such a loser that I don't. That's not my point here. But what's my alternative? My alternative, maybe my alternative is just to stay in the in the situation that I that I want to get out of so bad. And right. I think a lot of the reason why we do that is because it may be uncomfortable. You mentioned me going back to the drugs. Yeah, it felt good. But more than anything, the reason why I relapsed many times in my early 20s when I was trying to get clean and sober was not particularly because it felt good. Because my friends, think about this for a second. Things start stop feeling good after a while. Okay. Things just do. They don't work the same way that they did at the mm-hmm. beginning. But the reason why I always went back was because I, at least I knew what to expect. Uh, okay. More of a comfort. And so for, for, for all of us, we have our comfort zone. And this is so cliche, but our dreams are right outside of our comfort zone. And so often we just don't know what to expect. Like you don't know what you don't know. And, mm-hmm. and so success in taking action is a scary thing because we don't know what's on the other side, but we know exactly the situation that we're in right now. And so we have to figure out what do I need to say to myself? And you've given us a wonderful insight into what you say to yourself, the soundtrack that plays in your head. And that's so helpful, right? Because we can borrow that. But I just want to also say that each one of us needs to find our own soundtrack. What is it that's going to motivate you? And, and I, I just mentioned a couple of things as well. You know, a lot of times I do think about the alternatives. Man, am I thankful to have been born into where I was born and be grateful for what I have and be grateful for the parents that I had and be grateful for the, the opportunities and challenges that I had. I can't, can't imagine being born into some of these third world countries or being born right as a baby into a war-torn country. Um, yeah. Finding a little bit of gratitude for our challenges. Yeah. You know, finding a little bit of gratitude. I, 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 this was another thing that I was told when I was getting sober was a grateful addict will never use. And this, this mm. also rings true in business. It's like a grateful entrepreneur will never quit Mm -hmm. because I'm, I get, I'm grateful for my challenges. They're my challenges. And I'm grateful that I don't have some of the challenges that other people in this world or country, or even in my town have. I'm grateful that I get to log on to this computer that I have with this internet that I have and actually fumble around with this damn piece of technology and build a funnel. I'm grateful for this. I get excited for this challenge. And each one of us has to find what is going to be motivating to us. Sometimes it's our kids. But if it was our kids, maybe we would have done it a long time ago. Maybe it needs to be something different than your kids. Maybe it does. I mean, for me, I wanted all my challenges and mess and struggles not to be in vain in my life. 
Right. I really did. Oh, yeah. I, that was my motivation of what it wasn't really my kids. And it went because, I mean, I have a 22 year old and I mean, I, you know, look, until you learn to do something for yourself, y- y- doing things for other people isn't always sustainable. Mm-hmm. We have to develop some self-esteem and some self-worth and some self-love for ourselves to say, you know what? I also deserve success. I also deserve, deserve a better quality of life. And I'm grateful for the challenges that I had. Somebody on Wake Up Legendary one time said, you know, these are my challenges. I'm grateful for them. They're mine. Yep. These are my assignments in life. And you oh, had yeah. alluded to that a little bit earlier around the perspective of the cancer and things that this is my challenge. This is for some reason. I don't know yet. I don't know what the what it's all about and what the big grand plan is. But this is my assignment. Right. And I believe that it's not for nothing. It's not in vain. There's, there's, it's happening for a reason. There's no coincidences. And so, man, that takes a little bit of digging and a little bit of um, maybe, maybe sitting, uh, maybe some boundaries. I'd love to hear your perspective on that because mm-hmm. a lot of times in yeah. order to get these perspectives, I have to shut out the external noise. Sometimes that means I have to unfollow certain people online, maybe even people that were once inspirational to me. So I can quiet my mind as well as tuning out some of the friends and family and their opinions. How are you setting boundaries and what new boundaries have you either needed or decided to set in this chapter of your journey? Yeah. So nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. And so whether that's, you know, your reason for starting a business, you don't want to be in the same position in another year from now. You've got to be willing to change everything to make that happen. And same thing with boundaries. For me, um, I tend to slip very easily into that hustle mode that I talked to you right at the beginning. And it's, I get like addicted to the, the, um, like as things are growing and the recognition and, you know, all of that stuff and watching people win and celebrating and like, I just go, go, go. So, um, I was like, I can't, I don't think that's healthy for me because your body doesn't recognize the difference between like good stress and bad stress. It's adrenaline that's, you know, just kind of pumping around. So, um, stress is stress. And I was like, I can't, I can't allow myself to work till midnight and be like all amped up and stuff. And anyway, all that to say, I was like, I'm going to do this differently with this business. Mm -hmm. And so I have set some boundaries. Um, I am very strict about, I, I work when my kids are at school. Um, they both go to school until about three o'clock. So I'm there at two 30, three o'clock, you know, picking them up. And, um, and then I don't use my phone. Like we have family time and I, you know, we, we play, we, you know, do fun stuff in the afternoon, cook dinner, eat dinner, do bedtime, bath time, all of that. They go to bed about seven 30 ish. I set a 15 minute timer and I'm all about timers. So (laughs) I'll set a 15 minute timer and I'll go through, you know, DMs or emails or whatever. And sometimes it needs to be a little longer if that was a busy day. But for the most part, like I can get through a lot in a short period of time. Um, and I just do my best to answer those questions and get back to people. And um, and then after that, I'm like, okay, this is my time, you know, with my husband. Because I think that's also really important to have that time that we get to have together, just the two of us with the kids sleeping. Um, and then, you know, in the morning, I make sure that... I don't, I always used to look at my phone right away. First thing. Um, and so I changed where I put my social media apps. I put them in a folder, all of them. They used to be right on my first page of my phone. Um, and so it was so easy just to, you know, the muscle memory just clicks on it. You don't even know you're doing it. 
And I put them in a folder on the second page of my phone and I put the the folder title is like, be mindful. And Mm -hmm. so I see that every time I set the uh, screen time timer limits, you know, so I have a certain amount of time for Facebook, Instagram, and Messenger, because those are the ones I use primarily. Uh, All of that is cumulative time together. So once I hit that limit for the day, it's like, nope, you're done. Um, So I try to stick to that. (laughs) Try to. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm not perfect at any of these things, guys. These are just the things that I'm starting to do to be better about this. I'm not here preaching because I'm, you know, have it all figured out. No, that's not the case, but these are all things that I'm implementing. And then I'm starting my day, you know, for me, my faith is really important to me. So, um, I'm starting my day with that time. So for you, whether that's, you know, meditation or whatever that looks like, I think it's really important to start with some internal quiet time, some time for gratitude or prayer or whatever that looks like for you. So um, I'm doing that versus hopping onto Instagram and scrolling through reels, right? Mm. Mm. (laughs) The other thing I try to remember too is that social media, so we all have a business on social media now or utilizing social media, most of us. And so think of that as like your work. Like when I was practicing at a dental office, like I didn't go to my dental office and just sit there and hang out on Saturdays when I didn't have patients. <laughs> so I try to I try to think about that. Like I don't just go and sit on social media and scroll and scroll yeah. and scroll and scroll and scroll for an hour. Mm. No, that that's where I go to work. Like that's where I go to make money. So mm. I'm not saying don't ever scroll, you know, enjoy your 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 life, right? But like <laughs> I mean, if it brings you joy, you know, but set a timer, like don't just sit there and lose yourself in it because it's designed for you to lose yourself in it. And it's designed Mm. to keep you on that platform, right? There's lots of engineers that are making lots of money teaching people, like creating ways to to keep you there. So Mm. just be mindful that like, Hey, this is, this is where I go to work. And, you know, I can hang out there for a little bit after I'm done for the day, but it's time to, you know, go live my life in the real world. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What an analogy and, and what a what an image for all of us who, you know, have offices or jobs or, you know, had jobs or, you know, that'd be like me going to the construction site. Just hanging you know, out. <laughs> on a Sunday. Hey, you know, I know nobody's here, but I'm, you know, honey, I'll be I'll spend I'll a few be hours. Out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go hang out at the construction site for a little while because because it is true that yeah. when we are in that deep scroll, we aren't really where our feet are at. You know, no. like we're in that we're in that vortex. You know what I mean? And you're so right about the fact that people get paid g- gajillions of dollars yes. to, to, to create the scroll hole. I mean, yeah. to create the 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 most powerful. And, and it was I mean, I think for a lot of human beings on earth through the pandemic, it was a godsend. It was a saving That's grace fair. because yeah. we were sitting at home and it was like, Shit, you know, I'm tired of looking at these kids faces, you know, give me something to get on out of this, out of this, out of this world here for a minute. Um, but I've said this and I'll say it again. We got to figure out how to use social media and not let social media use us, you know? And, uh, and I think for a lot of us in this community, we're kind of waking up to realize that, wow, Social media is kind of using me, you know, pandemic's over, (laughs) you know, it's time to go back to work. It's time to make some money, damn it. And I'm still scrolling on this here TikTok and I'm still watching endless amounts of videos and I'm still hanging out with my, my wife and we're both on our phones for hours on ends and nobody's making any money around here and we got bills to pay and we ain't been on a vacation in four years and I hate my boss and all the things, right? 
And it's like, shit, you know, maybe I should use a little bit of this time to figure out how to use social media mm -hmm. to be able to generate and turn some of these clicks into cash and commissions. And instead of being the one who's earning commissions for others, because my friends, you know, the truth is, is that, you know, you're out there clicking affiliate links if they ain't clicking your affiliate links. You know, you're clicking links, you're generating income, you're, you're, you're making other people money by being on social media for endless amounts of time. Why not get your slice of the pie? You know, why yeah. not? It's where we're at right now in 2023. We're not chasing saber tooth tigers around. You know, we're not, um, you know, out hunting buffaloes to, be, you know, we're all, we, their social media rules the world right now. It's just where we're at. But yet we also have kids and family and things that we can do that feed our spirit and soul outside of being on our phone. And so why not use it as a way to be able to fund that lifestyle? And you, you've you've explained that so beautifully and eloquently and, 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 and authentically this morning. Um, I, I want to just thank you for, you know, coming on here and being so courageous with your story and you know, with the, with, with how you're, even as you're going through your life challenges, you are turning your mess into a message for all of us to learn how to do that, to learn what that looks like, you know, to, to get on into, you know, the, everybody's like, well, what is my first piece of content look like? How do I start shooting videos? And you have given us a masterclass this morning on, what it looks like to talk about life, to tie it into product services that I'm promoting and to, to make it all one big, um, one big sort of, you know, it, it, marketing campaign in a way while still having my personal life offline mm -hmm. in, a, in a way that's sacred and important and allows me to still live that, but yet come online and use my knowledge, my experience, what I'm learning, and my personal story as a message to be able to connect with people and ultimately um, deliver value to them and earn money from delivering that value. So this has been a masterclass, extremely inspirational, and I look forward to the next Thank episode you. if you would if you would be so kind as to come back on and continue to keep us oh, posted. Yeah, I'd love to. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks awesome. for having me. It's my pleasure, Mallory, and keep up the fantastic work. And um, I'm I'm just so, so inspired this morning by everything that you've shared with us. So keep up the great work. We'll all follow you. And uh, I've got your social up so people can go and find you on Instagram. So and uh, I will talk to you very soon. Okay, my friend? Sounds good. Bye, guys. Stay legendary. All right, my friends, go and follow Mallory at Live Free with Mallory over on Instagram. And it's spelled exactly how it sounds. Mallory is M-A-L-L-O-R-Y, Live Free with Mallory. And she is living free. Wow. What a great uh, example. What a great testimony to how to turn your struggles into your strengths, man. I mean, if, if you know, I've been saying that for years and, you know, Often I come across somebody who just is the absolute epitome of that, and she is that. You just have witnessed somebody who has taken their struggles, her struggles, and turned them into her strengths. I mean, the very things that could be nothing but struggle seemed as if they were her greatest strengths. I mean, which is like you got to sit back and just ask yourself, wow, how did she do that? 
Well, she just explained for an hour how she did that. And I never heard the word easy come out of her mouth not one single time. Um, simple, yeah, a lot of this stuff is simple. But easy, no. And the cool thing is, is we can integrate this inspirational, authentic message in communication into our business. No matter what niche you're in, no matter what product you're promoting, learning how to tell your story, what your message is for that, that particular marketing campaign. What is the message around it? You know, she said that she went through our curriculum, had no intentions of being in the make money online niche. She just wanted to learn these skills, but now she's working within the make money online, online business niche. And what a powerful story that she has to be able to inspire other people to want to really take a look at, hey, maybe I should be, as we said, learning how to use social media instead of only allowing social media to use us a real masterclass. Yes, all for free. Somebody said in the comments, all this for free. Yes, I read all your comments as they come through. Yes, all this for free. And if you think this is great, then as Mallory mentioned, nine minutes into the 15-day challenge, she had learned uh, so much. A lot of the pieces of the puzzle put together for her that she was missing from previous years. So do yourself a favor. Give yourself the gift today of actually going through the curriculum and actually learning these skills, strategies, frameworks for yourself. And if you want, like Mallory and so many of our other, our other guests on this show, invest in yourself to learn these skills. We have a program called the Business Blueprints, and it'll teach you the core four business models that we teach and preach and actually execute ourselves here at Legendary. Yes, we eat our own cooking. We eat our own cooking around here, my friends. We don't teach you how to flip products on eBay or sell products on Amazon while making all of our money from selling courses. We actually teach you exactly what we do, what I've been doing for now 13 years on the internet, and how we became the 30th fastest growing education company privately held in America last year, um, and how we showed up on Inc. 5000 now two years in a row teaching, doing the same exact business models that we teach here. So um, if you don't learn the skills here, my friends, learn them somewhere. I really do mean that uh, because it'll behoove you and your family for a long time to come. This is the future. This is the direction that society is going. So um, please, please learn these skills somewhere, even if you don't learn them here. That's it for me. My name is Dave Sharp. I'm the CEO and the chief bottle washer here at Legendary Market. We'll see you back here tomorrow, as always, for another episode. Get out of here. Stay legendary. Peace.